0: And now, at Shooting Guard from North Carolina, I'd imagine that Chicago Bulls entry music, burn, 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 super loud. I I was going to actually have that as the intro, but Spotify didn't really want me to and Apple recordings weren't going to allow it and whatever else. So I couldn't do it. So you're just going to have to imagine that MJ is walking onto the court. And now at shooting guard from North Carolina, six feet, six inch, his airness, MJ. All right, maybe I'm a little more excited than most people are, but um, apparently MJ is, Jordan's making a comeback. He has made himself, uh, somehow worked his way into the upcoming draft, the upcoming NBA draft. Yes, the goat. And I'm not talking, you know, an environmentally friendly landscaper. I'm talking about the greatest of all time. Not some farm animal that will clear the weeds for you. The goat is the greatest of all time. And apparently Jordan is going to enter the NBA draft. And it's pretty exciting. His airness, you know, the guy that could jump from the free throw line and, and dunk it in dunk contests. He could dunk on anybody he wants. He could put up 50 points, obviously. I'm a huge fan and I think he's the greatest of all time. I was a little curious when I saw the article that he was gonna enter the upcoming draft. And as I dug in a little bit more, I found out it's not Michael Jordan, it's Jordan Haber. Who the heck is Jordan Haber, you're asking yourself? Well, he's uh, he's 21 years old. He is a uh, student from the University of Florida who is uh, going on to law school. And apparently he was bored one day and he decided to read the 273 page collective bargaining agreement between the NBA players and the owners. Now I don't know about you, but when I'm bored, I maybe take a nap, go hit golf balls, bake some cookies, maybe I knit, but what I don't do is is pick up a 273 page legal document. And maybe Jordan's time would be better spent, you know, I don't know, studying constitutional law or something else, but Apparently, he decided to read this. Well, while reading it, he discovered a loophole that allows him to be eligible for Thursday's NBA draft, despite having absolutely no athletic ability, certainly no jumping ability, never playing college basketball, high school, or even middle school for that matter. But he is a TikTok phenom, and uh, he's been chronicling this uh, this story for for the last couple of weeks. And on page 273, he found out, hey, I meet the criteria. So Jordan out of Boca Raton, Florida, where I have family down that way, he, uh, along with three 300 other individuals, is eligible for the draft. And he did the necessary paperwork because apparently that's all it takes. You either have to be a college, a recent college graduate or a certain age. You fill out the paperwork and... uh You can qualify for the draft, which he has. So he has been invited to the NBA draft at the Barclays Center, and um, he doesn't think he's going to get drafted. He's about a foot too short and, again, no athletic ability, and I guess his shooting is far from ideal. But uh, they are going to invite him to the draft, and uh, he's just – I think he said he just started doing some push-ups, a few curls in case he does have to put on a a jersey – but otherwise, it's kind of a cool story, kind of funny. So it is not Michael Jordan that is re-entering the NBA. It is another Jordan, and again, I don't know that he's going to make the actual roster of anybody. But it's kind of fun to think about. All right, for those of you wondering what the heck the Istanbul, Tom, this is a uh, Johnny B. You've come across FinBits, and uh, and what are FinBits? Well, they're simply financial topics. Financial bits of information that I think are interesting and occasionally I'll have an observation about something else going on in the world, as is Jordan entering the draft. But FinBits, I know a lot of financial topics are very boring, and so I try to lighten them up a little bit, uh, especially for young adults in their 20s and 30s. But I think a lot of middle-aged folks and even grandparents uh, might get a kick out of some of the things that I bring up. As I've mentioned a couple of times, I do have a book coming out later this summer called Not Another Lecture, 20 Fin Bits of Dad Wisdom About Money. And I think that'll be a a good resource for for a lot of young adults who are going to stumble across a lot of personal finance decisions. And maybe this is a a somewhat lighthearted way to, to get your arms around a lot of topics. All right. Last week, we talked about target date funds. And... Essentially those are investments that you can use in your retirement accounts, typically your 401k or retirement account at work. And a target date fund is simply a, uh, an all encompassing fund that you can deposit your retirement money in and likely it'll be uh, changing investments as you get closer to retirement. So when you're younger, your investments are gonna be um, a little bit more aggressive because you have time on your side as you get closer to retirement, they're going to get a little more conservative. So check out Target 8 Funds or listen to the last podcast and uh, you'll get some pretty good thoughts on it. All right, let's jump into what's going on in the markets. Uh, right now, the the markets have been kind of trading like a crab over the last couple of months, just kind of moving sideways. They go up a little bit, they go down a little bit. Last month, uh, they kind of jumped up. They've done pretty well in the month of June. The S&P 500 is hovering around 4388 For the month, it's up over 6%, uh, which is phenomenal. That can't stay. Year-to-date, it's up 13.9%, which is a a very good start to the year. Typically, a good year is 10%, so we're already above that. So we'll kind of see where it finishes out. Three years ago the S&P was at 3,130. So it's up about 1,200 points from three years ago, uh, kind of the heart of COVID. The Dow 30, which are 30 large industrial uh, companies in the U.S., for the month, it's up 3.87%. Year-to-date, it's up only 2.78%. And uh, three years ago, it was at twenty about, 20, about 25,000. The MSCI EFI is currently at 2140. And again, the EFI is, I think, a pretty good representation of the international developed markets. Think of everything that is like the U.S., but not the U.S. Europe, Australia, Japan, uh, a lot of those developed nations, but not counting the U.S. So again, it's hovering at 2140. For the month, it's up uh, 1%. And year to date, it's got a nice run too. It's up 10.3%. And three years ago, was at 1779, so it really hasn't had much of a dramatic increase from three years ago, but it has been on kind of a nice upward trend. And then a couple of other things to check on, Bitcoin is uh, hovering at 28,158. For the month, it's up 14.19%. For the year, year to date, it's up 82%. Kids, that's not sustainable. That's, that's crazy. Uh, so eighty two percent is is fantastic, but um, it's kind of hard to you know sometimes when you go straight up in a roller coaster, what happens? You get to the top and you start to go the other way. So I don't know what's going to happen with Bitcoin. Nobody does. But uh, three years ago it was at eighty nine fifty seven. So it has a has had a pretty good three year run since the the bottom of COVID. And then finally one other thing I like to take a look at is the ten year Treasury, which is right now at about three point seven two. Uh, on the yield. And that is of the third week of June. Three years ago, it was at 0.64, right when COVID was starting to rock and roll in June of 2020. And a lot of that is the Fed had reduced the interest rates quite a bit to try and jumpstart the economy. Because if you recall, nobody was traveling, nobody was flying. Uh, Gas was super cheap. I remember going to Costco and paying a buck sixteen a gallon and taking a picture and sending it to my adult-like children, and they could care less. But I thought it was pretty amazing, especially now when it's hovering between three and a half and four bucks. All right. So that's a quick look at the markets. So today I thought we would talk about, uh, well, first, you know, just kind of my disclaimer. The, the goal of FinBits is just to give education. I'm not trying to give anyone Advice because everyone's situation is a little bit different. My hope and my goal is if I can give you some information to better position yourself to make good financial decisions or to avoid making the wrong decision, then I've done my job. But specific advice, you should seek out a a financial advisor and or a CPA or someone that you truly respect uh, that can help you if you need that kind of help. Now, why should you listen to me? Well, you don't have to. But I, I taught personal finance in college. I am a certified financial planner. I have been in the personal finance space uh, for 15 plus years, and uh, I'm a dad of 320 somethings. And uh, I've gone through most of the stuff myself, and we'll see it from from clients. So, uh, so you don't have to listen to me, but you know, hopefully, give you some good feedback on what I've encountered, and and maybe it's worth uh, you know, just keeping an eye on. So today, <clears throat> excuse me. I thought I'd talk about the gig economy. And the question is, are you a gig worker? Now, a gig worker back in the day was probably called a side job. Certainly nowadays, it's more of a side hustle. And nowadays, a lot of people, that is their their main way of working. But why do people get gig work in the first place? That sounds weird. Gig work, I don't know. Why do they have a side hustle? Well, certainly, According to a research report from Pew, P-E-W, 56% of people, they just want to save extra money. I get that. 52% need to cover gaps or changes in income. 49%, they just want to be in control of their own schedule. 35% want to be their own boss seems like kind of the same thing, but certainly controlling your own schedule is, is important with a lot of people working remote, you know, maybe they have a little more time on their hands. 32% just want to do it for fun, something to do in their spare time. And 28% don't have many other job opportunities. So certainly the side hustle, gig work, you know, driving, driving for one of the ride sharing platforms, delivering food, you know, you could certainly be an author. You could do a podcast on any number of things, since there's 3 million of us out there, but um, don't take my space, you know, as far as personal finance with dad humor. I think I've got that cornered or I don't, I don't know. So if you are a gig worker, one of the questions that I get constantly, and I thought I would dive into a little bit is, so let's say you're saving money, but you also need to save for retirement. So what are some of your options? Well, there's a lot of different things you could do. You, you're not going to have your own retirement plan through a big corporation. You're probably you're setting up your own separate LLC, whatever it might be, you know, however you decide to go about it. But some of the retirement plan options, there's really three main ones that I've come across. You could set up what's called a solo 401k. You could set up a SEP IRA, SEP IRA, or you could just contribute to a traditional IRA. The key is get started. Whichever one you choose, get started. And I'm not advocating for one or the other because again, everyone's is a little bit different, but let me give you a little bit of information on each one. That way you can start to research yourself. So think of a a solo 401k is just a 401k for yourself or for you and your spouse if they are involved in your business too. So if you only have two people employed in your business, then a solo 401k can be a pretty good option. So it's also called a self-employed 401k. In 2023, you can save up to $22,500 as an employee deferral. So if you're paying yourself income, you could send in $22,500 to your solo 401k, uh, which is great. So that reduces your tax burden. All right, stay with me. All right. I, especially if you're a gig worker, stay with me. You only got to listen for 10 minutes. I know you're wandering off and you've probably tuned me out, but this could save you a lot of money down the road. So you Save you immediately on taxes and also build up your retirement savings down the road. All right. Back to the topic. Self-employed 401k. So in 2023, you can save $22,500, just like if you had a 401k at work, but the The bonus is you can also add an additional 25% of the business income. So I'm not going to get into the weeds because I will really lose everybody. But if you're paying yourself an income or a salary, you can defer some of that money. And if the business, which is if it's ride sharing, if you're an author, whatever you're doing, if the business is earning some income, you could deduct an additional 25% of the business income for a total of $66,000 that you could put away in a solo 401k for 2023. $66,000, think if you did that every year, heck, you'd be retired pretty soon. Now, obviously you're gonna have to be making pretty darn good money to put that much away, but it certainly is an attractive option to to consider. And if you're over 50, you can add in an additional $7,500 like yours truly. So really you can put away quite a bit in a solo 401k that you could set up and you could put it into a traditional type 401k where it's pre-tax, you possibly could set it up in a Roth solo 401k, which would be after tax. And that has benefits, but I won't go down that road too much, but just, just know that you can put quite a bit away in a solo 401k. It seems to be advantageous if there's just you as an employee and a spouse. So, so that's a big, uh, advantage there. The other option is a SEP IRA. And SEP stands for Self-Employed Pension. And it's pretty similar. And really the, the gist of it is you can put away 25% of your business income up to $66,000, just like a solo 401 And even if you have a 401 k at work and you have a side hustle, you could start a SEP IRA uh, according to the IRS and put away some of the money. But you wanna check with your tax accountant and make sure that works in your specific situation. But again, you could put away $66,000 of your business income into a SEP IRA. And the big catch with the SEP is it does not allow additional contributions if you're over 50. It does not offer a Roth version of a SEP. So just, just pre-tax money goes in there. And the other thing is, with a SEP IRA, if you have more than yourself as an employee, your spouse, let's say you have a couple of um, people that are working for you, whatever you contribute to your SEP IRA, you have to put into their SEP IRA. SEP IRA. So that can dilute what you put in quite a, quite a bit. So if you have, if it's just you, you have the option of a solo 401k or a SEP IRA. If you have more than yourself as an employee beyond your spouse, like multiple employees, well, then both these options might be a little bit expensive. So those are the key differences between a solo 401k and a SEP IRA. Both very good options if you are if you are a, have yourself a side hustle if that's your main issue. If you're just not a W two employee, you're just a contract employee both of these can be very good options. If you don't want to go through the, um, you know, the challenge, I not want to say it's a challenge, just, just the paperwork of setting up one of these, you can always just contribute to a regular traditional IRA and uh, you can't put away quite as much, but at least you're doing something. And that would make me happy. I just want you to put away something, whatever it is. Uh, so hopefully that, that is helpful. But again, if you're a if you're a gig worker and you're trying to save money, but let's say you have a, a pretty good job, you have a retirement plan at work, but you do have a side hustle, you could possibly put away quite a bit of money in a retirement plan if you choose the right one. So here's your go bit. Look up Solo 401k, look up SEP IRA, consult a tax advisor, figure out which one is best for you and get going. All right. Hopefully that was helpful. And again, it's not Michael Jordan who is entering the the draft on Thursday. It is another Jordan. So uh, don't be looking for him. All right. Have a great week. Over and out.